Welcome to Trust the Journey. (laughs) I am Melanie Curtis. Welcome to Trust the Journey. Trust the Journey. Melanie Curtis, that's me. And I'm Jason (laughs) Wolitsky, the last time I checked. (laughs) Thank God. Our mission is to live, laugh, love, and learn together with you. We're here to create conscious connections, to grow and contribute through our practice of openness, honesty, vulnerability, humility, trust, being real people, just being legit. Here we are, trusting the journey. Absolutely. If you want to connect with us outside of the podcast, go to trustthejourney.today. That is our website. It's also our Instagram. We encourage you if you get value out of the show or think somebody could, you know, be served by listening to any of our episodes, please feel free to share that with them. We are hoping to reach more people like comment, share, subscribe, all the things. Give us five stars on all the podcast channels if you think we deserve it if not no worries (laughs) if you would love to expand the conversation with us or support the show you can do that by donating on patreon so to do that go to our website trustthejourney.today and the patreon button is there you can donate in any amount and that will get you entry to our trust the journey family which is that more intimate space where where we share and support each other and we really want to send out a lot of love, gratitude, and appreciation to everybody who supports the program in any way, whether you shoot us a message and we chat a little bit and we feel that connection that comes from knowing that the work we're doing has some value or whether you're somebody who's laying down some money and sending it to us via Patreon to help support those people are key to this. Everybody's key to this. We love your comments, your shares, your interactions. We love you. We're here to learn to love ourselves and love each other. And we want to send some love to Kim because she makes it all happen behind the scenes. Our editor, Miss Joy Voice, is back there getting us edited, getting us produced, doing all of our snippets. You've probably seen some of our new um, audio snippets up on Facebook and Instagram. She's been buying that stuff. If you need help from her, she's available at KimberlyJoyVoice.com and she could help you make your podcast out of this podcast as awesome as this one. (laughs) That ain't it the truth. Well, and since we have grown as a podcast, as a show, we've crossed some major milestones. We are, are now officially open to sponsorships and partnerships with brands. So it's time. If you own a company and you think your brand would be aligned with ours, please reach out, drop us a line, trustthejourney.today on Instagram, send us a DM. That's probably the best place to get in touch with us. Uh, So yeah, food for thought, planting that seed out there in the universe. We're looking for those partnerships and open to those discussions. If you want to reach Jay personally, you can find him on Instagram as well at Jason underscore Maledsky. And I'm on Instagram and all the stuff, but you can find all of my socials and content at MelanieCurtis.com. So yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's kind of what's up. Yeah. We like talking. We like listening to ourselves talk. We like listening to each other talk. And we like talking with you. So today we're talking about what inspires us. What is inspiration? What gets us wanting to converse with other people? Why are we inspired? What is inspiration? Why is this the topic today? Oh, my. I love this because basically, team, Jay and I were like, oh, what should we talk about? (laughs) And we both were sort of uninspired and we were like, we Mm -hmm. should just talk about inspiration because there's plenty of things that I have in my toolbox around inspiration that I would be, I just scribbled down a totally awesome list of stuff that if I say nothing else, there'll be, this will be a super high value show. And I also was like, I know that us talking will help me be inspired. The act of of connection, the act of leaning into what's real, aka, you know, aka, I wasn't necessarily sure what to talk about. And just owning that, that simple act of allowing that humanity inspires me. Like you can probably hear the energy in my voice right now, because 
That's a big deal to just say what's real. That is very, 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 very freeing. And for me, houses a lot of inspiration because I'm like, now I can just talk about whatever and see what naturally effuses from me. And there's some like real, oh, there's just energy and life in that. And anyway, I love that. So that alone inspires me. But where would you start, my friend? Well, the whole thing of not being afraid to be creative, like to share an idea. So I think one of the things that I value in a very big way, pardon me while I'm fussing around too, I'm just making sure everything stays plugged in. Part of the things that I value um, in the journey that I've been on is in the sport of skydiving, I've learned a lot about creativity. And because you come up with things, you're like, I have an idea and somebody else has an idea. And then you're just kind of bouncing ideas around. And some of our most, um, our greatest visionaries are people that are just really inspired people. They just have ideas that they want to go try and do something. And it might be pointless, silly, futile, failed it might not have any value. It might be amazing, create a huge inspiration in the world and be something that nobody ever forgets from our generation. It could be on any end of the spectrum from completely mind blowing to that was really dumb. But the inspiration to just go and try something and go do something and go play like this is the the nature of humanity is curiosity, playfulness And in that is inspiration to try things and to ask why and to be curious. It's fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The uh, that's a big point straight out the gates as always. Uh, This notion of creativity as freedom and that we need to be brave to be courageous because it's like it's one thing to say don't be afraid to be creative well what if you are afraid because I know a lot of people who are afraid to be creative and to lean into their creative pursuits and I'm one of those people as I grow in my creative pursuits even because I think bigger and thinking bigger and bigger and bigger about my creative ideas so it's like I feel like there's bravery in that in that stepping into that free space and that risk of judgment all of those things that's connected to creativity um but the the before even getting to that point, it's like, what, how do we get to the idea that inspires that desire? Right. Cause like, oh, I could have an idea, but where did I get it? You know what I mean? Like, where does, where do those ideas come from that then motivate us and move us into that willingness to be brave enough to creatively express? Cause I think, I think one of the valid questions around inspiration is how do we, how do we get it? You know what I mean? Like if we want to find it in a creative end, what are ways that people can generate those, those bits of electricity in life from themselves? Well, we're literally doing one of them right now. And that is the um, brainstorm session where you sit with other people and you just start throwing ideas at the wall and ideas, uh, creativity is contagious, right? Inspiration is contagious. So somebody says something and you're like, Oh yeah, I I can, it it hits you, you feel it and you can contribute something or somebody throws something and you're like, meh, it doesn't really ring with me, but you know what might, and it triggers something that, that, you know, does have some inspiration for you that so brainstorming is a great one i get them just out of the blue i'm like yeah. in the shower and boom ideas appear or in my sleep in mm-hmm. dreams like things just come out of nowhere and i get them while i'm in flow states or quiet times alone like driving in my car and just watching the road go by and creating uh removing distractions and having a kind of a clear space to be within myself that those are times where inspiration uh really occur i think those are probably my favorites it's usually like hiking biking riding driving like yeah. some kind of movement yeah yeah i that sounds super logical to me and typical and also 
very typical for me also, stepping away from the thing that we're struggling to find inspiration around can be really useful, like that idea. One one thing that's really... How about... Oh, go ahead. Well, how about other people? Like, so one of the... Oh, here's a struggle point, right? Music. I'm working on some music. I'm struggling. I can't find the inspiration or writing. And I'm like, I'm at a block somewhere. Let's go listen to other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. Go, go watch other things. Go read other things. Go listen to other stuff and get inspiration from other people's ideas and... Uh, That one's a winner for me. That is definitely on my list. That is a huge one on my list is that what is the quality of our brain food? Like I've been having, I've been thinking about this. I did a little Instagram reel and just some stories about this as I was heading to Boston this week for, I did a consulting gig in Boston and I had that five hour drive to and from and that space I use it as some as a supportive space, as a space where I can listen to audible books and I can listen to podcasts and I can and I can bring in that quality brain food. You know what I mean? That gives me access to ideas, maybe helps me generate inspiration, helps me connect ideas and that I maybe otherwise wouldn't put together. That's, that's a very rejuvenating space for me. Um, and I'm pretty relentless when I talk about this, but like, and what, this is why one reason why I'm motivated to do, to do a podcast is that I get so much value from listening to other people's sharing. It helps me so much come back to my own work. It helps my own work elevate. It helps me be of higher service to my clients. It helps me get creative inspiration. It is such a powerful source for me, that audio format, that it's mm-hmm. it's just a really, really thing. I, I constantly recommend it to people in hopes that they'll get the same from it. Yeah, I cherish my time where I can be in some form of movement, whether I'm traveling somewhere on a plane or in a car or hiking or walking or exercising, some type of movement and being able to put my headphones in and absorb some information. Um, It's so important to me that I will get angry or perturbed if somebody will want to chit chat with me when I'm like, no, this is my time. Like this is the time where I'm going to engage like my study hour or hours where I'm going to take in information and I'm going to get part of my mind going, which is going to help me make bigger decisions about my life direction and the things that are of value to me. Uh, That's I, I, yeah, I get, I get edgy. Like, don't make me take my headphones out to talk to you. This is my time. <laughs> Sorry, people. Well, that <laughs> I'm, not I'm not really an ass. I'm just, I that's promise. my time. <laughs> this is my time. I need it. I need it. Uh, yeah, 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 for sure. That's so, it, it's interesting. So we've got that, like this, this alone thing. We've got this connection, you and me talking, that's connection, other people, right? We've got ideas, we've got our own time that's not connecting with other people, but it is sort of in a way because we're listening to other people's stories and stuff, but that's like a different version of connecting. The other thing that is high on my list, and I, I, I feel like I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but it's important to reiterate multiple times, I think, for me and hopefully others is unstructured time. So I need lots of time where I don't have commitments so that I can let my creative genius out of its fucking cage. Yes. That's it. Can I just say that I love that you said genius? Yeah. I love that you said that because that's a word that we might be hesitant to use when referring to ourselves because that could sound egotistical or Mm -hmm. arrogant or overly self-confident or just, you know, snobby to say, no, no, this is this is genius. But when it comes to creativity, curiosity, inspiration and play. 
genius is absolutely applicable to every single one of us. Absolutely. Every single one of us. I could not agree more. I believe in that so ferociously. This is why I, I freedom is probably my it's hard for me to hierarchically select values, but it's one of my most important and key values is this this is freedom in in various forms that it manifests. And I feel like I access true freedom when I allow myself to be deeply inspired and really actually go toward those things. Again, bravery, the, you know, all the judgments want to come in. Oh, you're going to be rejected. Everyone's going to think you're this or that or da, 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 or you'll fail. It won't work. It'll fall. You'll fall on your face. All of the monkey mind stuff that would want to keep us from following that inspiration. I, I have felt such deep fulfillment and, and bliss when I really go toward those ideas, those inspirations. And so that's why this is actually an inspired conversation for me, because if people want that same experience for themselves, and maybe not everyone wants that experience, and that's fine too. But that's why I care to talk about it is to hopefully help other people find ways to access that for themselves. So a little while ago, I read a quote from a good friend of mine, um, Omar Alegalan had made this post and he said in the post, he said he quoted a famous quote, which I'm sure almost all of us have heard before, like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different outcome. Mm -hmm. And then he caveated it with the definition of a champion is somebody who is willing to do the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different outcome and Ooh. continue doing it until they get a different outcome. Oof. And I loved that because I related to it so deeply. I was like, oh, the hundreds of times of just failing, failing, yes. failing, yes. failing, failing. And so with what you were saying there, you're like, oh, well, you know, like the, what about this like a silly idea I have? It's not going to work. You're going to fall on your face. Yes, you are. You're going to fall yep. on your face. Is it going to work? Nope, it's not going to work. It's going to fail. <laughs> Am I going to trip right. and look like a fool? Yes, you are. And that's like <laughs> right. the whole learning process like those of us like the whole thing you're like it's 99% getting it wrong and then eventually 1% boom you got it right and you figure it out and that that that's the joy of inspiration is that the literally the whole trust the journey modality that we believe in and that we preach from our soapboxes is that the value is in the process. The yeah. value is in the failures and the attempts and the goal setting and the not making it happen, not the actual achieving of the goal, but the, the and not even the setting of the goal. I've been learning a lot about this. It's not the goal setting because those are, I could do that all day long. I'm not going to get me anywhere. I actually have to strive. And the striving towards the goal is really what the whole inspiration thing is about. That's the value. It's the strive. Like an inspiration because it, it gets so co-opted too. you know, it gets really co-opted like. Like if you're not inspired, somehow you're fucking up, you know, if you're not inspired or you're having a hard time or, you know, just haven't found your passion, like those types of of sentiments I, I I don't like how exclusionary they can feel that's why I I get so fired up about how can how do I how do we actually get there so that you can maybe have the experience of inspiration for yourself in the way that you might have it that's why that part of the conversation resonates with me so much is that I want to dispel that it is just for people who miraculously get inspired or it's or like it's not for people who haven't felt it before you know what I mean like I think there's something really scary sometimes with that where somebody tells a story they've had this really like amazing life experience or 
you know, it can be in the realm of I've done something amazing and, and it, I think it can be scary to let yourself believe that it could be you too. You know, like there's something brave in even believing that you could potentially get there. Does that make sense? Does that, you know what I mean? It's scary to believe that we could succeed. Yeah. And it's. Yeah, definitely. It's terrifying. It's, 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 I, every single day I'm afraid of, of succeeding. Say more why. Well, I think it's easier on our egos to like shut an idea down and fizzle out an inspiration or like, man, like, yeah, but I'm not going to do that because the idea that there's going to be pain involved in the failure and there's going to be frustrations and losses and, you know, bloody knuckles and, you know, blood, sweat and tears kind of thing to get to something like that your work, like some inspiration is kind of intimidating. It's it's makes me want to say maybe it's easier to just scroll. Mm. I'll just scroll some more. I'll just flip through this and distract myself with something than to be willing to put myself on the table for an emotional slaughtering, you know, where I'm like, I'm going to give myself up and I know it's going to hurt. So let's just not do that. Is but I think that's the thing between like, does it actually feel better at the end of the day to just flip channels all night long or, you know, endlessly waste my time? Or does it feel better to strive towards some idea and, you know, make progress there? Even if it, even if you're just sitting there spinning your wheels, the act of trying to do something seems to be more rewarding than not trying. Yeah. I think the, but I get it. The willingness (laughs) to experience emotional pain the acceptance of that possibility and the surrender to it gives us access to things that we wouldn't try otherwise you know like for me the fear of success for me is more feels more rooted in uh like overwhelm Like it doesn't feel rooted in lack of capability. I feel for some reason I have, I don't know, earned or in certain lanes of my life. I don't necessarily have this in every lane of my life, but in in a lot of lanes of my life, I feel like I have really gotten to a place where I believe I can do pretty much anything. And it's good because I can then apply that to other lanes of my life where I'm struggling to, to feel that, right? Where I still feel like I'm just kind of trying to figure it out. But um, in the lanes where I already have success, perceptible success, where I'm, I'm engaged, uh, things are happening, I'm having opportunities, da, da, da. The, that then comes in the, in the sense that, oh God, but if I'm, if I'm more successful, it'll be harder, I'll be too overwhelmed or this or that. When I think that's a limiting belief, I really do. And I think... If I look at inspiration as a pure, in a pure sense, it's easy. It's really easy when I'm genuinely inspired and connected in that flow. It's, it feels easy. And that is not something that I necessarily allow myself when I'm working hard or, when I think that that energy can be infused in other other places. I mean, I don't know if I'm making sense. I feel like I'm just kind of rambling, but I feel like there's something there. There's something to that, you know? The, the difference between having the idea, like coming up with an idea, being stimulated by something triggering, whether it's conversation or... You know, witnessing something, the the conceptual idea of inspiration, and then the 
initiation to create whatever it is. So that that's, I think there's a thing in here that I can reflect on with what you're talking about is there's a lot of things I have ideas for, and then I have to select which ones I'm actually going to execute on mm-hmm. or attempt yep. to execute on. Yep. And then for how long am I going to attempt in, or is it viable? Cause I've learned in my early life, I would get excited about things and I might dive into something. And then all of a sudden I've got a project on the go and I haven't really scoped out the full extent of what I've gotten myself into. And it might dead end or lose attention or I might hit some roadblock within my emotional skill set yep. or my physical skill set or financial or or whatever it is. So this isn't really like around the goal, like achieving a goal, but it's this thing of like inspiration versus action. Mm-hmm. And, and then and then that because, I mean, we come up with they ideas are two, all day They are long. two different things. I've said this a million yeah. times. A million times. Inspiration is nothing without the action to back it up. It doesn't become anything. I mean, it's not nothing per se. It's a mm-hmm. feeling. But it really isn't anything unless we it inspires and motivates action. It doesn't It doesn't turn into anything. It's just a fleeting emotional, mental experience. Right. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. That's that's what I feel like it is. The distinction of what you're talking about. Yeah, I think art is a great example of that. So I have ideas for art all the time. And then how many of them do I execute on is very, very few Mm -hmm. um, because there's a lot of limiting factors maybe in what I have available as far as my own time or resources or the, like when I start to assess the viability of actually following through on one of these ideas, like, am I able to execute it or not? Or or what is the true, how much value am I going to get from the actual experience of attempting to follow through and create it versus the just the playful fun of coming up with the idea sometimes just the idea making in itself is is just all it ever needs to be like oh wouldn't that be fun if we did this and then yeah we're not but we're not going to do that because (laughs) it's not really it's not really going to be fun to do it well i think that's a really important point is that not every inspiration needs to be acted upon. Not every inspiration theoretically could be acted upon unless they're low in number. But if they're high in number, it's certainly understandable that we wouldn't act on everything. And I think that even could be a place where people would be harboring judgment. Oh, I have all these great ideas, but I don't act on on any of them and sort of get, bring in these. I do that to myself Yeah, like when it's not true. You know, it's just not true there. Yeah, we have a lot. I have a ton of idea. I look at my desk. It's scribbled with notes, of course, as always a million ideas all the time. And what percentage makes it through? Who cares? Doesn't really matter. But I think that's a learning point and a skill to build and a mindset to cultivate also is to not beat ourselves up around the ones we don't pursue when we do find them. I thought a lot about this. I am the kind of person that comes up with ideas for stuff all the time. Very vision kind of person. And I could write down enough ideas in a day to take the next 10 years, but there's no way I'll ever get them done. So at some point in time, I started, started to realize as I started getting more gray hair that I'm like, I might not actually get around to a lot of the things that I imagine myself doing because I'm going to run out of time to actually do them. And so the whole inspiration versus action, uh, you know, debate starts to come up more. And I'm curious to ask you a question, Mm -hmm. which is what are some of the big driving factors or key things that come up? Like, how do you decide what things to take from an idea or an inspiration and actually move them into the action pile and start getting to work on them and doing something? Well, what's uh, like, what's at the base of that? What's down down deep in there? What's down deep in there? (laughs) 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 I love having pro mics. They're so fun. Um, That's a great question. 
and I don't necessarily have a super systematic thing. I recently took the Enneagram test. Have you ever, have you ever taken that? I have. Your Enneagram. Do you know what you are? Uh, ENTJ. Oh, no, no. That's a different thing. It's like the Enneagram five or seven or whatever. I'm a one. Oh, you are? I don't even yeah. know what it means. Like, listen, I, I'm not an Enneagram person. I just, for people that are listening that are, it's it was a very interesting, fascinating, I haven't even fully read through the results yet, but I'm going to. I'm very interested in it because it resonated with me a lot where I w- I'm in a mastermind group and a couple of the other women in the group were, took the test and they're like, oh yeah, I'm an Enneagram seven where they're like really type A, they're high achievers, they're rock stars. And I resonate with them a lot. I love their energy. I love how much they get done. I love all of that about them. And so before I had taken the test, I'm like almost anticipating, oh, well, maybe I'm a seven, you know, maybe I'm like, because I'm kind of like them. And, you know, and then the results. Yes, I do. I've done the exact same thing. (laughs) Right. So the results came out and I'm a, I'm actually a four and it's very, it's a very heart centered, creative person. And so it really brought me back to with, with sharp quickness, it brought me back to that creative center, that creative core of me where that can get so lost when I am in and so deprioritized in a really just sucky way where it doesn't get its airtime. It doesn't get seen. It doesn't get nurtured when I'm really just working, working, working and sending emails. And again, I love connecting with humans. So it's, there's a lot to be said in why I do that, but the the reason I brought this up in regards to this conversation around inspiration is that you ask, how do I determine? And it and I'll tell you, getting those test results really brought me back and was like, I got to start making more decisions with this part of me in mind. And and I haven't for a while. I haven't been writing. My book pu- published, the Audible book's done. I've took a break from writing because it's a sweet, sweet, painful fucking torture. Every writer knows that, right? Yep. And I took a break. I haven't done a photo shoot, which is another version of like the art, the artistic expression of creating fashion and 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 energy inside of a photograph with me as the subject. I love that version of artistic expression. I haven't done that in a while. And so I don't know if this answers your question per se, but I feel like it's in the vein of answering it that as of now, I'm really very intentionally consciously looking for ways to honor and action the creative heart centered part of me that really is at my center. That's awesome. Thank and you. That kind of answer really, I mean, it's like a bell, ring the bell for me. Uh, because I want to get to that deeper question. And this is one of the things I've been doing in myself a lot lately is asking why, why, why would I do this job or why would right. I do that job or why would I get up and do anything today? Yeah. And it's because I've suffered with depression through my whole life and massive bouts of depression, really challenging periods of time where inspiration is at like a negative three Yep. where I'm like, I am inspired to lay on this couch and stare at Netflix all day long today with no and tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And the true self, like the part of me that's going to action and inspiration is only going to do so if it's really something that I value or, or need to do for myself. So, I mean, some people say, people say, oh, you're so lucky, you know, you've got the life that you, you've created a life for yourself or this or that. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? This sucks. I've had a torturous time because the only way that I ever do anything is as if I actually am like motivated enough to do it. 
And it may look like I've do a ton of stuff or I've had some amazing experiences, but it's rare in like in my own journey inside yep. myself. Yep. I'm tossing ideas out the window all the time because I could care less because they don't have a value. Like things used to be a lot more valuable. And as I've gotten older and had more experiences, that pri- like the value prioritization tree has shifted all around. Yep. And where I used to put money as a high priority, I, I've never cared about money. I just yeah. don't. I don't yeah. value money because it's just not something that I embolize as having value. It's, you know, it's a really great tool to have in your toolbox because it'll help you to do stuff, but it's not, doesn't make you a better person in any way, shape or form, probably make you a worse person. And so where I make my decisions, how do I end up actioning an inspiration? How, well, what gets me off the couch when I've been there for a week and just can't get my ass in gear is listening to those deeper inner voices it's going with gut instinct and like truly asking myself what uh, what i want and it's challenging because being these emotional beings that we are are at any point in any day of our lives we could be having um anger or having joy or feeling rejected or feeling super accepted and and like we could be on any side of any of the ball anywhere and if you were in a place that you know leans us in one direction it's really easy to make a decision because we're feeling a certain way at that time but it might not be our our true like gut instinct about what we need to do so I'm going to do a quick reflection here. I'll do a little storytelling session. Um, I just finished a period of time traveling in Norway. It's something I've been very passionate about. It's been a decision that I've made year in and year out to continue to go back to a place that's very expensive. It's a huge investment of time and energy. There's a lot of unknowns. And what I do when I'm there is very risky. Mm-hmm. So there's uh, there's fear and there's unknown and there's a bunch of stuff involved that's really, you know, emotionally taxing. And there's some deeper questions around whether I want to keep doing it or not. Yeah. And the decision that I made, well, the most recent decision I made to go back and return to Norway for a period of time was based in waking up in the middle of the night mm. and getting that like right. oh, I need to yeah. go do this. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah, I, yeah. I just need to go do this. Mm-hmm. Like I gotta I gotta make a shift in where I am right now, an energetic shift in my patterns and my routines, put myself in another place, get into a another structure that I know is going to help get my head clear. And now okay, now I'm there. I've made that to so I followed my gut to this place and I'm actually I'm doing the things that I want to be doing while I'm there. And so here's the conundrum. I find myself walking up to an exit point to make a jump that I've been excited to make or plan to make. And then uh, do I really want to? Yeah. Am I inspired? Like maybe the inspiration was there before, but is it there today? Mm. And is the value actually that I'm feel like in the moment, am I just going through the motions or am I actually valuing what I'm doing? And so I had a three strikeout in a row, like week where I... I went, I went to go do a jump and I turned around because of weather. Mm. I was like, nah, I don't think it's going to work. But I was pretty, really inspired. This one was a big one. I was really inspired to go do it. And, and I felt, you know, motivationally, yeah. I'm like, it took a lot of money, time, energy, planning, effort, teamwork, all these things. And then I have to pull the pin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks nature. Um, I hear you. I'm respecting you. You, you know, my, my gut, my ego wants me to go do it, but I have to respect that this isn't going to happen at this time unless I push myself into a place that I know isn't a good decision. So I back off and then I go to do something else and it's easy to do. It requires very little effort. You can just be like, blim, blim, jump on a cable car and you're there and I'm standing there and going, 
do I really want to do this? Mm. And my instinct is like, I don't want to do this at all. Like mm-hmm. I, I have no desire. This, my my draw, my fire, my inspiration, the inspiration, yep. this part of me that wants to come out isn't there for that. That's yeah. not what I'm there for. And so as I, you know, I fully geared up and still walk up to the edge and I walk back. And so it's like, nah, blech, blech. I'm going to take this thing off. And then I actually felt like really moody and crappy and was like really emotionally umph, just down. And then uh, take everything off. I actually just rode a cable car down. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go back down. And part of that was in there's a few things in here is part of it was with respect to um, giving some heed, some respect, paying some attention to, we don't always have to do things that we may think we have to do. Like, okay, I made plans months ago. I traveled across the ocean. I built this whole skill set. I've done it here. I've got myself to this place. I'm literally on the exit point. There's virtually no reason why I shouldn't jump right now except I'm not feeling inspired to do it. So I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. And I might have previously pressured myself into thinking I should do it because even though I'm not feeling inspired, I did all those other things to put myself in a place to be able to do it. That is the sunk cost fallacy. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I walk away from that okay mm-hmm. so here i have the two mirrors right the one that i've been i'm trying to get this other one for 10 years mm. and i have to go back down and then i have one right in front of me which i've done dozens of times and i just don't care i just don't want to do it right it's not inspiring at all yep and then i'm back away and i have a week of weather come in and i'm tied to just moving to do other things you know I can't continue on that path of trying to achieve some of the goals I had for myself or the inspirations that are there. And then the next one that comes around ends up being similar to the other one where I'm like, I really want to go do it. It sounds exciting and fun. It's been on my list for a long time. And then the weather is just not cooperating. So I have to accept that these, that maybe sometimes the things I want aren't what I need or aren't what I'm going to, aren't, the you know the universal alignment for what i'm going what i need to receive and what i want aren't in place yeah yeah so maybe they're not really what i want yeah but that's that's an insightful existential question for sure i think there's a difference there's a subtle distinction not that i know what this distinction is per se but i feel like there is a subtle distinction between inspiration and motivation motivation can be can be driven by a multitude of things inspiration i feel like is the purity of source that's how i mm. understand those words and again it's just language people can make it mean whatever they want but that's when i hear the word inspiration comparatively to motivation that is the distinction that i make yeah. So inspiration is okay. So motivation is actually dopamine, right? Dopamine is like the driving force for us to do anything. Mm-hmm. It's all dopamine, dopamine, dopamine. And inspiration is like a creative thing, right? Where we're like, there's a, an idea, not a motivator. It's not the one yeah. that pushes you to go do it. It's the, the idea itself. Yes. Right. And I don't know what chemical or what uh, process actually triggers that, like, you know, neurosynapse to come up with creating yeah. ideas. One of the one of the things that was on my list from sort of the earlier part of the conversation that I want to share, because I think it is potentially useful. It is for me is when we're struggling to source inspiration or have a new thought or a new idea come about or we're trying to access that feeling, I encourage people to do things outside of what they normally do. 
So you might not be super stoked to do the thing, whatever specific thing it is, but doing anything outside of what you normally do gives you sort of this dose of newness of novelty, which can bring inspiration with it because it then allows your brain to connect things that are readily available, that are quote normal, that are your go-tos with something new. And in that connection of, of unlikely pairings of ideas can be an inspiration around that. Does that make sense? Yeah, completely. I kind of do that in the kitchen. Cool. Where I'll like try, okay, I always have, you know, bacon and eggs. But then one time I'm going to go, maybe I should have bacon and chocolate. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, because you're like, or you're forced. You're like, what's in here? Does this and this work together? Right, you know? Right. So you get those unusual pairings, like you're saying, you know? <laughs> and then that is where creativity spawns. So who would have ever thought that balsamic glaze and watermelon are so good together? They're amazing, you know? But it's one of those things where you're like, vinegar? Yeah. And watermelon, somebody was just <laughs> getting creative and going for it. You know, they were inspired maybe by a lack of resources or maybe by an abundance. But either way, that's that's the fun and inspiration. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I always bring up my photo shoot in New York with my skydiving uh, gear because it just that's a perfect example of those things of two unlikely ideas becoming this interesting creative inspiration for me that I followed through till the till the end and so you know for me if I look at that I go okay that's one lane of of where I derive and or not derive but use and and apply and action on my inspiration is this photo shoot artistic expression thing but I'm like, what else could it look like? You know, even going into wondering, like allowing ourselves into the space of wondering can be really, really potentially expansive because the the whole the brain, the human brain wants to know the answer chronically wants to know the answer and have certainty to be comforted by certainty and knowing. And so to even just practice a, a being in the space of wondering can be really useful as it relates to inspiration, but we just have to intentionally go to that place. You know, like if you ask yourself the question, what would it look like if I quote, thought bigger about my life, and then just allowed yourself to wonder, for me, like, what would my next level of creative artistic expression look like, you know, and I've sort of allowed myself to wonder about that. And I'm like, okay, what, what idea would I want to attach to to this thing? Would I want to attach some kind of social impact message? Would I want to, you know, express my femininity in a different way than I have before? It's just like allowing myself to, to go there is, I think, really important. Otherwise, you can just get really unconsciously, inadvertently couched by what you, your brain allows you to, to think about. I was going to say the exact same thing earlier on. It's a practice, right? The idea of being curious, of being creative and becoming inspired is a practice. It's something that we have to flex that muscle on a regular basis for it to be something that we can lean on. If we don't do it with any regularity, if we don't practice it, then we're not going to be practiced at it. So it's going to feel awkward. It's going to feel like trying to climb a hill when you're out of shape. You're going to be like, yep. oh, no, this sucks. This is really yep. hard. You Absolutely. know, uh, so it is about creating regular opportunities. And I, I'm, I'll be honest with you. My daily meditation routine is inspired. Mm. It's very interesting. I meditated twice today. Mm. I will meditate again, probably right after this call because mm. it is late at night here. And the idea that I'm going to be observant 
to my own thoughts is really inspiring because mm. my thoughts are and I'm sure everybody can relate to this because I know I'm not the only crazy one out there. <laughs> People. My <laughs> thoughts are all over the freaking show. Things are just like. I'm, uh, one second I'm like down this thought about this person. And then suddenly I'm in another country with another thing. And then I'm back in the back of my head in this thing of my past. And then there's something about my future. And then there's something I was watching. And I'm just all over the freaking show. Uh, right. It's everywhere. And all of a sudden I catch myself and I'm like. Holy smokes, Jay, that was like a two second window where suddenly you thought about 10 different things. And it's inspiring to me to be able to just even be aware of that. Absolutely. That that is uh, it just blows my mind. And in the meantime, I'm coming up with a rainbow tutu outfit for the next performance that I've got creating in my mind. And that one I'm actually actioning on. Oh, my God. I love it. I want to see that rainbow tutu in action. I want to see it. I want to see it. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, meditation is a is a great version of unstructured time. It's a great. That's exactly it, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's creating that unstructured, like creating that whole that placeholder, that container, creating a container. Yes. It's yeah. so important. I, 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 and one of the things that I noticed, too, is like, for example, you're like, oh, God, it's late at night. Blah. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's late at night and it's 514, you know, <laughs> but I'm tired. Like I've been mm-hmm. yawning. I've been trying to keep the mm-hmm. audio out of the podcast, but I've been yawning throughout this whole I'm show. i keep my eyes open. Yeah, to, like, to oh, God, sorry. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it real right here, folks. This, oh is, my this God. is legit. Putting in time. Oh, wow. That yeah. was a good one to let myself good? just do it. Oh, but why I brought that up is like, this is something I noticed that, that, that blocks me from inspiration is I will, again, I'll work so hard. I'll have so many calls and then I'll just be like, so stoked for the unstructured time. But the only, but then it'll be for the, oh, you know, the, the flop and just fall down and be exhausted. And if I don't allow enough of it, I never get to the place where the inspiration can find me because I'm just recovering from the expenditure and the effort, which is a good expenditure and effort. Don't get me wrong. I'm actually, I'm not dissing my work ethic and all the things that I do. I'm more just being mindful of what works and what doesn't, what allows me access to inspiration and what doesn't, I can accept not having access to inspiration if I want to get really, really hardcore and get stuff done and be really type A on my stuff, really, really seven Enneagram person, right? And then there's another part of me that's like, oh, okay, if I, if I only, if I allow too many of those things, then I'm only going to be over here where I can't access inspiration. And I'm just going to have my unstructured time be recovery. So I can do that all over again versus being like having enough unstructured time, meditation, rest, recovery, then extra space where inspiration, I can wonder, inspiration can find me. So I absolutely like you're, you're dead on the dead on the money there. And I think the one word that's missing from that, um, dissertation there is play yeah structured structured time that is held for play is just so powerful right so (sighs) there's so many versions of it whether your play is exercising or whether your play is getting creative with um some media of some kind a paintbrush or you know, out in the yard, making, planting, growing. There's a million versions of what, what play can look like, but holding space and making a create a container for creativity. And now you've got some action, some thing that's going to be occurring today. I flew paragliders for a number of hours. And in that is a very simple concept. We're going to we go to a location, we're going to launch, we're going to fly, and we're going to land, and we're going to pack them up and we'll go home. Okay, that's a simple breakdown. But what happens in there is a whole bunch of 
space is held for playfulness. Yeah. And I can learn, I can explore, I can interact, I can make mistakes and I can make recoveries and I can be surprised. And and there's all this. And then all of a sudden there's things that just playfulness just starts happening. And then with that playfulness, like poof, like an idea comes an inspiration. And then we find the whole flow state. I think that's kind of what I want to get us to is like this, the, uh, we're really good at everybody. This is not me or Mel. This is us as humans. Humans are really good at playful action, at being creative as a result of play. We do things as children, like pl- interacting and coming up with stuff. And that never changes as adults. We just have to make sure we keep holding space for that to continue happening and not let ourselves get overwhelmed with what we think we should be doing. Yeah. Filling up our time. Yeah. Well, and play in inherently does not require any outcome. It doesn't require any outcome, any specificity of outcome. And that's a, a really important distinction. Really, really important because inspiration, we've talked a lot about actioning ideas and moving toward it. And and that's the part of us that really likes that part of ourselves. I think that that does like to create an action and achieve and do and grow and all those things. Play is the is a really beautiful balance to that where we're just allowed to be. We're just allowed to play. We're just allowed to do whatever. It's I I couldn't agree and echo that more. Yeah, it's really wonderful, actually, when we find ourselves in a playful. I think it's a presence, a playful presence where we're we're present to whatever our curiosity is, whatever our playful nature is, whatever inspired is, and where we become engaged in a way where we let go of ideas of constrain or structure about who, what, where, when, how, and we're just there in it. And it can come in so many ways. There's just a thousands of ways to access it from, you know, riding a bicycle to flying a kite to just anything at all, you know, writing a book, reading a book, talking to somebody. Dancing down the sidewalk. (laughs) Making your coffee creatively. Yeah. Totally with your animal. Yeah. Oh, I know. Really great. Matilda. There's a little three legged dog here. Oh. There's always the three legged dog, some uh, drop zones or landing <laughs> sites, or there's always some, the guy with the three legged dog and he flies with his dog and everything. You know. Oh, cute. So cute. Well, <laughs> so cute. I think that's the perfect place to, to round out is this notion of play and surrendering to that and, you know, letting ourselves let go. And it's, Oh, just, yeah. Making, I'm inspired to play. Making the space for it. Fuck yes. I, yeah. I'm i just like letting myself imagine and think about what I'm going to do. It's just, ah. Oh. And I mean, that's kind of ridiculous. It's not present, but you know what I mean. It's just because we don't tend to make time for it. You know, I love that. I love that sort of refrain from the whole episode is that structured time like the the space for the unstructured whatever you know Mm -hmm. oh i love it well my friend any final thoughts before we go well i mean i started to just kind of think on that for a second and immediately i felt gratitude like the the i was just breathing in there and i was just like oh oh yeah the thing of like like taking time to just be engaged with playfulness, creativity, and from that inspiration, and from that action, and from that a life that is lived well. Yeah. 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 It's one thing to talk about it, my friends. It's another to do it and allow ourselves to do it. So please, please, if you're inspired by anything we said, do it for yourself. You know what I mean? For reals. Yeah. Awesome. Any final thoughts, my dear? 
I would like to send some gratitude out to all of our listeners. Thank you so much. And thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. You guys are the bomb. The Trusted Journey family is awesome. And I really, truly appreciate the inspiration that I see in that group. It's awesome when people drop their shares in there and share what they've been doing and who they are and what's motivated. And I'd love to hear from you guys in there if you want to jump on about this episode yeah, please. and if you'd like to be part of that group you can donate on patreon in any amount and that will get you into the trusted journey family yeah and, and like find that invite you to do so yeah we do invite you we super invite right we haven't said super invite in a long time we super invite what's up uh but yeah go to the website to do that family trust the journey dot today that's instagram as well j jason underscore maletsky on instagram me melaniecurtis.com but we really just love you. And we're so grateful that you spend your time with us and your energy on listening and sharing and doing whatever it is that you are inspired to do. So we love you all and thank you so much. Thank you. I wanna thank that car share I got the other day. I'm inspired to share their cars. I was like, yeah, cool. Thanks. Nice. Yeah. Go team. Love you. <laughs>